Business Matters in association with the ATU Donegal Faculty of Business. If you have an undergrad in any discipline and would like to reinforce it with a Master's in Business, ATU are offering their Master's in Business Management Conversion Program. Call 9186206 or email donald.hannigan at atu.ie. I'm Kieran O'Donnell. You're welcome to Business Matters. Later in the programme, we'll be hearing from Sean Doohan and his daughter Amy, who, along with Sean's mother Margaret, run the well-known Shamrock Lodge in Falkara, which won Pub of the Year at the recent Highland Radio Customer Appreciation Awards. Now, at the May meeting of Donegal County Council, a motion from Glenley's electoral area councillor, Anthony Malloy, calling on the council to lease the former courthouse in Glenthys together with its enclosed yard to the Brainfield Trust was passed. An estimated €4.5 million Euro will be spent on the project which is set to create up to 30 full-time jobs. I travelled to Glenthys to talk to Councillor Malloy and local cameraman Brendan Bradish O'Donnell who is a member of the Brainfield Trust about the project. I began by asking Councillor Malloy how important will the visitor centre be for Glenthys and the surrounding areas when it's up and running. Uh, I suppose it's fantastic news uh, for Glenties indeed the surrounding areas, uh, Kieran, and uh, I was delighted uh, to propose this project la- last Monday uh, at our council meeting. And uh, I suppose, uh, first of all, you know, the town of Glenties here, you know, it, it attracts very, very modest uh, tourism, you know, and that. And so having a visitor centre like this uh, will definitely attract uh, a lot of visitors and, and tourists alike. And uh, we all know Brian Friel uh, of international fame. Uh, through short storytelling and, and, and drama and that there so definitely will uh, have a huge impact uh, on the town of Glenties and it's fantastic news In terms of job creation what numbers are we talking about Anthony? Well probably on completion like uh, the projected figures are uh, in around 30 people full, full time employment here uh, you know which is going to be a huge benefit to the area because you know as you know uh, Kieran, there's not much employment here and uh, so this will be a significant boost uh, regarding employment and that and as I said will be a huge spin-off as well for other businesses as well. And in relation to an overall cost? Well, the projected figures are at the moment uh, over 4, 4.5 million. Uh, we're told that, you know, their projected costs, uh, Kieran. Brendan, this has been something of a labour of love uh, for yourself over the last number of years. It is, Kieran. I, and it's like anything at all when you're local. You know, you want to help your town come on and improve all the time. Like, you know, when I was fortunate enough to have met and actually filmed uh, Brian Freel um, several times, whatever, like, and just got to know him, got to chat to him and that, and his wife Anne, and also uh, his daughter Mary, who's actually on the on the trust as well, too. Like, you know, when they're rolling in behind it, and it's great that, you know, that's myself and all the people in the community as well too can run behind it and get this because it's of huge national and international importance and to have it coming back to Ballybeg as it was called in, in all of Brian's plays it's just a fantastic opportunity now to improve the town to get to more tourism and get more jobs and, and show what Natties has to offer which is a lot you know and the potential is, is high now for it Brendan in relation to the time scale how far down the road are we looking? We're probably looking at between two and four years Karen I would say you know, it's it's going to be money dependent in terms of donations, in terms of what money's out there for grants and that. You know, for it, and hopefully philanthropy as well too. We'll get some money that way too. You know, but um, that's the estimated time on it. Obviously, the more money we get in, the sooner. Like you know what I mean. So that's that's what it is at the minute, Karen. You know, and that the the uh, contribution from Donegal County Council, from a monetary point of view and from a support point of view, are both going to be crucial. 
Yeah, there's no doubt about that there. And um, there's one thing, like, in the last uh, year or two, I, I have never seen more uh, money coming into Donegal. Like, you're talking about over three or 400 million. Like, and I uh, suppose uh, one project that does come to mind, uh, the, there were uh, 10 million came uh, there to uh, Fort, uh, Fort and Re up north. Like, and, uh, you know, so there's absolutely no reason why we can't avail of, of the same amount of funding here for this project, you know. And is tourism the way forward for towns like Lentis? There's no doubt about that there. And, uh, has always been, in my opinion, you know, that we are not utilising or packaging our, our, our tourist attractions uh, and amenities here in the west uh, and southwest enough. Uh, you know, you take it from Mount Ergal in the west uh, back to uh, the Cliffs of Sleeve League, uh, you know, further southwest here. You know, there are so many other, uh, you know, amenities and attractions, you know, and, you know, and I think if we, you know, you talk about uh, our beauty here, like our, our, our leisure activities, our culture and historical importance, you know, uh, you know, between the Mount to Ergel, uh, way down west and, and back into Kerry to the Steve Lee Cliffs League and, and I think if that's packaged right you know we, we, we have a fantac- uh, fantastic package to put in place because at the moment uh, the other as in the Glenties of this world they're just one stop destinations you know we, we, we will get a coach coming in here but they move on and there's no reason why we can't have these people with the fantastic amenities like we can boast like many great golf courses blue flag beaches so many beautiful beaches tweed industry walking trails fishing lakes and Ever surfing distilleries like we have a lot here and if that was uh, packaged properly like we can uh, get people here not alone for one night but maybe for a week or two weeks Brendan we were standing outside the market hall uh, in Glenties here uh, can you talk to us a bit about the history of the building across the road that's going to be transformed into the Brownfield Centre? Well, the courthouse, Kieran, and the Market Hall were both built around the time of the famine, which was kind of crazy at the time, but it actually worked in its benefit because it was a market town. Glenties was always a market town, and it still continues to that day because there's a little market that has started now this summer, the Glenties Town Market. has happened every Friday, and that's a great boost to the area to give it back its market sort of values and that, you know. But the two buildings themselves, they're integral and always have been to the actual town like, you know, because the market hall, as we call it which is the community centre, is the hub of everything that happens there, we just met Marie Cannon in there, now she says the Irish dancing is in there, you know, and has always been used for everything like that. The courthouse then is a fabulous building where the where the Brownfield Centre will be because there's a big courtyard out the back as well too, and is adjacent to the St. Collins Museum, which is hopefully going to be open now after a little hiatus as well too, like, so that's helping the town and when we get the Brownfield Centre going in the courthouse structurally Kieran, it's unbelievable for a building that's close in almost 200 years whatever like 150 years plus like it's just fantastic you know there's very little structurally wrong with it if anything at all like the original windows and doors and even the cells down below are there and that's in the plans that they're going to be kept as well because it is you know it's a, it's a very important uh, part of it the structure of it and the history of it so that will be kept as part of it with a few tweaks here and there as well too like for it Glenthys is famous for many things producing uh, county champions Harvest Fair and the McGill Summer School Absolutely Kieran, and they all go hand in hand and I think culturally and with the arts and everything we have a very good drama group here as well too and there's a musical society in that and there's a lot of the arts in it like I mean we have inundated with uh, traditional musicians as well you know and then we have the Glen Tavern up the road which is running a they run Irish weekends there now as well and walks and trails and there's a load of other wee festivals happening within the parish and that you know and everything is kind of on the way 
way up now from that. So culturally and the arts, it's great because with the Miguel as well too, there's um, things happening down the line as well too with the arts in it. So when we tie everything in and when the Brownfield Centre is open, it's going to be, I think I think it could be an arts destination, if you know what I mean, an, art, an arts town, like, you know, for that, because a lot of, uh, you know, between... Donegal Soaps, uh, Donegal Socks, and Fulligan's Jams, and that. There's a lot of small employers, but very well-known businesses and brands. So the town is on the way up, and I think everything will all add to it, Karen. hopefully. And Anthony, do you believe that towns like Glenties here are only starting maybe to realise their potential now? Yeah, there's no doubt about that there, you know, and to be fair, look, at we, uh, we're after coming uh, out of COVID, like, which were, you know, the, uh, difficult years there for, for, for towns, and for every town, I suppose, and uh, particular our towns here, are there Anglantis like and you know a project like this you certainly need a project like this of this magnitude uh, of international fame like to attract visitors and tourism there's no tourists there's no doubt about that there and it's great uh, going forward that uh, the people of Lentis here will have something like that to attract uh, visitors and tourists that they have somewhere of significance to come to and finally Anthony looking forward to seeing the project getting up and running there's no doubt about that there and uh, you know it's just early days yet like and there's a lot, a lot of work to be done there's a lot of work to be done behind closed doors regarding funding and getting funding and all that there but yeah look at it as a challenge like and uh, I'm definitely looking forward to the challenges as a local county councillor here and, and, and uh, looking forward to working with the, with the committee here the Brainfield uh, Committee here in Glenties and finally Brendan yourself I'm sure that's great news for the Brainfield Committee it's fantastic here and it's what we've been striving for this last year and a half at least you know what I mean and what's good about it too there's a great community development group in this town that do a lot of work and they're rowing in behind it the rest of the people's rowing in behind it the Harvest Fair Committee all other drama groups and everything in the town they're all rowing in behind it and I must also mention too that Moya Doherty had bought, has bought the uh, the house the laurels itself for which is famous for Dancing the Lunes has bought that trust for for the committee as well too and Dave Harvey God rest him who, who actually bought the Highlands Hotel a number of years ago who since passed but he has also paid for the roof and that as well too like so people like that that have contributed towards it they're very important and the people locally as well and with the council and that you know hopefully everybody will get behind it and push it on and make it a massive attraction for Glenties and the surrounding area and Donegal Brendan Bradders O'Donnell and Councillor Anthony Malloy thanks to you both for joining me on Business Matters thank you Kieran. thank you Kieran. join us after the break when we'll be catching up with Sean and Amy Doohan from the Shamrock Lodge in Fulcara Business Matters in association with the ATU Donegal Faculty of Business are you a graduate of a non-business discipline and would like to pursue a level 9 in business ATU Donegal are currently offering their Masters in Business Management Conversion Programme take the next step in your career and contact the Exec Ed Coordinator on 9186206 or email donald.hannigan at atu.ie today. You're welcome back. When the founder of the Shamrock Lodge in Fulcara, Jimmy Doohan, passed away in 1983, his daughter Margaret took over the running of the bar on the town's main street. Forty years on, Margaret is assisted by her son Sean and his daughter Amy. Having spent over 20 years working in construction in London, Luton and Manchester, Sean is happy to be back managing the family business, while Amy has been working full-time at the Shamrock since the start of the pandemic in 2020. Sean and Amy, you're both very welcome to Business Matters. Thank you. Sean, I'll start with yourself first. Congratulations uh, on your award Pub of the Year at the recent Highland Radio Business Appreciation Awards in the Mount Hotel. 
Ah, it was great. Brilliant, brilliant night. Um, especially for my mum, who'd put in 50 plus years. Um, great recognition for her and for all of us and all our staff and all the people that come in and make the place it is. What sort of reaction have you got to, to the word? Unreal, unreal from people in the town and uh, on social media and it just goes on and on and it'll keep us going now for the summer. Big lift. When we were talking before we started recording, Sean, you were paying a big compliment to your daughter Amy who was responsible for keeping the eye on the ball in relation to the awards. Oh yeah, she's the lady. Well as you know yourself, Karen, uh, social media is a big part of the businesses now today. Um, just getting out there and posting your music lineups and stuff everything happens on Facebook and Instagram now so it was a great way to get customers involved in the awards as well so it was great yeah very good when were you first made aware of the awards Amy and what was the process involved after well that? I seen a business in the town sharing it so I was like okay so I was talking to the lady in the office Fanola and I was like would we post it do we not and she was like well she'll just wait and see if anyone else in the town posts it so then another business locally posted it and I was like oh you know what we'll just chance our arm see how we get on and then the reaction was great Sean the Shamrock Bar is one of the longest established bars in Donegal how long are you here? Uh, my grandfather and my granny built it in 1959 um, uh, they had uh, B&B they had uh, weddings funerals whatever was going at the time um, and uh, Unfortunately, my granddad died in 1983 then, and that's when mum took it over, but she had already had a few years working at that stage. Um, uh, so, yeah, it's been going um, since 1959, and it's still going, thank God. In relation to the structure and the layout of the bar, Sean, we had a tour before we started recording. We're sitting in the front bar. Can you give our listeners uh, a wee flavour of what's here? Well, this is what's known as the quiet room, but it's not always quiet. Um, we have a session, traditional session here on Sundays now from four to half six, maybe half seven. Good days, maybe half eight. But uh, that's just the front wee room. There's a few other wee rooms in other places. And was there always a tradition of music being played here? Always down through the years. Uh, it kind of died for a couple of years there, but now, thank God, between uh, ourselves and loads of other wee pubs in the village and and over even as far as uh, Garda Hark, um, there's trad sessions most, most days and nights now. The beer garden at the back of the building was extremely important for you during COVID. Can you talk to me about that and your decision to develop the beer garden out there? Well, uh, unfortunately, two weeks before COVID, mum had a stroke and I actually tore my Achilles on the same a uh, couple of days um, so we were goosed so when the two of us were recovering we were obviously sitting out having looking around and whenever I was back on my feet we decided to build the beer garden that she always wanted and hopefully it's it's been going it's been flying and it kept us going when we did eventually get serving outside Amy can I take it that a lot of the workload fell on your shoulders when your grandmother and your father were laid up well yes well obviously we were closed with COVID so um, when I started here I was working in the garage down the road actually before COVID hit but when COVID was kind of clearing up a wee bit I started in the bar but 
table service and pulling paints was not my strong point um, but table service was what I was used to obviously but then when we got back inside pulling paints and stuff was completely new to me so it's, it was nice to get them skills and stuff yeah Well you look back at that Covid time now Amy what are your thoughts Oh, it was, it was completely different like it's just a whole new world like being in now talking to the customers and stuff you're actually allowed to sit and have the crack with them but when we were outside you were kind of like very military serving the paints getting the money it was just kind of completely different Sean have things changed and how you operate now since Covid uh, well as you say when you're out of it for a couple of years um, and not knowing what's happening we, when, when it happened uh, first of all we thought oh, a couple of weeks and we'll be back but it was a wee bit longer than a couple of weeks but um, ah, you, 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 you kind of think about your life and you think well what's, what's it all about and, but opening the door again was, was massive massive to get back at it and have you changed your opening hours uh, since then? Well, we do because uh, we actually open at 12 now, um, Monday to Thursday and Saturday, and we open at 10, half 10 on a Friday morning, which is a busier morning. But uh, it's just giving you that wee bit of more time in the morning to get set up for the day. Can you give me a typical week in the life of the pub here? <sighs> Uh, it's planning, 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 and staff, and making sure there's enough stuff for everybody to do. Um, there's always plenty for me to do, but it's not all about me. <laughs> and you were telling me before we started recording how important the role of your mother still is in the running of the uh, shower. 100%. This, this is why we get up every morning because you got to keep mum's dream alive. My grandfather, my granny before that, now mum, now us, and I've got my four children working here when they can, as much as they can. Four generations at the moment. So, How important is it for yourself, Sean, that the family is still so heavily involved here? Ah, that's what it's all about. Family's everything, as, as everybody knows. doesn't matter what you do, your family's always there, and you need them, and they need you, and they keep you going. It's just what gets me up every morning. Were you always involved in the workings of the bar? No, not always. I've I've done twenty odd years over in England, up and down the road. Um, thank God I did because I've seen a wee bit of the world. But this is where I am now, and this is where I'm going to be for the foreseeable future. Can you talk to me a wee bit about your time in England? Ah, uh, well, my happiest times were obviously going over watching my beloved Arsenal, who. Not everybody will be happy about, but that's it. Um, no, I enjoyed my work. I've done 11 years in London. I've done two years Manchester, two years Luton, uh, up and down to Newcastle, where I have family. Um, and Manchester, I really enjoyed my couple of years there because I got to meet my two uncles, who unfortunately passed away since, and all my wonderful cousins, who are all City fans, by the way, all seven of them. And what line of work were you involved in, John? Uh, in the building, building, yeah, concreting, usual steel fixing, and pipeline and whatever else. But it was just good to have something different to do than bar work. But now I'm happy to be here doing what I'm doing. Amy, are you happy to be uh, at the side of your father and steering the ship along with him? Oh, well, I could have worse bosses, I suppose. Um, no, it's a lot easier. You're not worrying about, you know, missing a day or anything. He's really, he's really. Um flexible because obviously I have a wee girl she's three so um, if I need to take a day off or I need to leave early it's handy to know that he's not going to be going out to me 
Sean, Falcara is located on the Wild Atlantic Way, which is still a fairly new concept. This tour season has been up and running for the last number of weeks. How is business in Falcara and how are things going here for yourself? Uh, business has been very, very good. Um, there's been lots of bus tours and stuff. Um, luckily in the town now, we've got lots of brilliant um, new places that have opened up. Uh, loads of food. Um, um, we don't do food ourselves, but there's loads of places in town for food. We have the beautiful beaches. Couldn't ask for more. Just the sun. Is there any reason that you haven't gone down the food route, Sean? Uh, we done all that back in the day in my mum's time and my granny and granddad's time. Um, we just have enough to be doing with what we do. You mentioned business in Fulcara here. There does seem to be a resurgence and a, a bit of life come back in the Fulcara in the last number of years. Again. Massive buzz. It was quiet for a good few years there, obviously, before COVID. And, but there's been, as I say, there's been a couple of new businesses have opened up and they've just added to the town. And you can stop now and have a good bite to eat and a wee beer. Not too many, but... Sean, can I ask you, what was your first memory of working in the bar when you were a young boy? Well, as I say, when my granddad passed away in 83, um, mum had pretty much been looking and working a good few years at that stage, and then she obviously took it over. And then, without me even knowing about it, I was in with her, obviously at school as well, but after school I was in, and that's it, since I was about 12. What's the biggest change you've noticed in that time? Oh, well, obviously I was away for a few years, like that in between. Um, I had my four children, three of them in London, and one here. But uh, work-wise, um, you, you learn more behind the bar, talking to people, you know, older people. I always seem to be hanging around with older people because they had so much to say and so much to learn from them. And I always loved that in the bar, you know. Amy, your role is looking after social media and it is an extremely important part of business today. Can you talk to me about how that operates for yourself and what you do? Well, um, obviously with the music lineups and stuff, we try and keep them early on in the week so then people know what's happening around the town. We also have a cocktail bar, so we have like shop promotions and obviously our cocktail bar opened there last Friday, so that's open every Friday and Saturday. So I normally post like updates about that and if we have anything happening in the bar, like I'll just keep the customers obviously aware of what's happening. What's the most popular cocktail at the minute, Amy? Oh God, well we do our jumbo jars, our famous jumbo jars, they seem to be going out the door very fast. Talk to me about that. Oh well, my my sister was the one behind this. She's obviously off on maternity, and my sister Karen, yeah. So she's after having a wee boy there. So her and her partner Eddie were the one that kind of opened the cocktail bar. So they were the masterminds behind that. They were just kind of putting things together, and it stuck. So we're happy that it's selling now. Sean, what's the biggest challenge you've encountered so far in your business life? Oh, trying to keep people happy. You know, people, the staff coming into work, they're laughing and joking. It's it's just you get a lift from them that goes across the counter. People are happy to see people happy at their work. There's nothing worse than somebody coming in with a big face. So you leave your troubles at the door and be happy at your work, and that just goes through everybody. You mentioned your staff party in Little Kenny last year mm-hmm. or at the end of COVID. Talk to me about that. 
Well, it's, as I say, it was a Christmas party probably in August or something like that, a year later. But um, yeah, it was good to get everybody out and, and kind of show them how you appreciated them, you know, because saying it here and there, it doesn't really always get through but when you can show them a good night and show them that they're appreciated you get it back you know what I mean and there's nothing better than people coming in laughing and joking to work which not all of us can do that and you have a sizable team here we do we we have a lot of uh, a lot of ones that you didn't think you would need but you do need them in this pleasant uh, present climate and can you talk to me about how many uh, you're employed here at the minute, Sean? Well, roughly we have about between 10 and 12. You know, it's a lot, there's only two or three of us that are full-time. The rest are part-time because most of them are at college or whatever they're doing. When you were going to school in Fulcair as a young boy, Sean, was coming back into the pub trade at a later stage the plan? Or what did you want to do with your life when you were growing up here? Not a 100%. I didn't. I, obviously, it was a family business, and it was me and mum. It wasn't what I always wanted to do, and going away for the fifteen, twenty years, that was. I'm glad I did do that because I met wonderful people, and it just makes you the person you are. You appreciate things more. But uh, I'm delighted to be here now, and mum's delighted to have me by her side. So that's good enough for me. Amy, what is your view of the world of business and Fulcara at the minute? Well, it's obviously lovely to see the empty buildings open after a few years. Um, obviously, there's a few new businesses opened. Um, just the loft bar, obviously, has been taken over by new management. We had our our neighbours here, Moya Roos, which used to be Guido Bar, they've opened recently. And it's just nice to see other businesses um, obviously being open again, because closed doors is not nice. Um, yeah, so obviously the Strand down the road, they're a pub and a restaurant, but they're more restaurant, they're great food. Moya Roos is obviously Guido Bar, as I, used, I said, but it's just nice to see like other businesses being open again, obviously. It's not nice to see doors closed. And are you hopeful of a busy summer? Oh, hopefully, yes. Last summer was mental. We've obviously got our football weekend um, coming up now in July. We have a fundraiser here for two of our uh, ex-players, yeah, Joe, Joe Kelly and John Harley, who unfortunately died a few years ago. So we have a tournament every July. So um, that's on in July, obviously. So there's a big, big crowd for that. Sean, the Shamrock has always been associated with the community here in Fulcara, and I know that's something that you take great pride in. Oh, 100%. That's your, they're the people that keep you alive. They're the people that keep coming in, so we must be doing something right. And you still have a great gra for Clothanilly. Oh, obviously, jeez, part of your life. You're brought up with it. Um, uh, I, I, everybody knows me knows I love my, my GA and my soccer so um, we always have the sports whatever anybody wants we have it for them What's your view of the Connelly senior team at the minute? They're a young team they're, we need a few old heads still but they're getting there they're doing their best that's all you can do in life Would I be correct in saying that your mum is your mentor? Oh 100% there's a, there's a picture on the door as you go into the bar of myself and her when I was probably about six months old. And that picture, I see it every morning and into the bar. And Amy, would I be correct in saying that your father and your granny are two of your mentors? 
Oh, big time, yes. Um, obviously, my mum as well. But um, no, they're just great business people. Like they just know what they're at. And obviously, being aside, like aside them in the bar, it's just great to have family involved. Sean, as you look ahead, what is your plan for the next number of years here at the Shamrock? Oh, just to try and keep doing our best. Um, as I say, the people that come in the door, they're the ones, they're your, your lifeblood, you know, and I think they know that we're doing our best. We don't always get it right, but we do our best and that's all you can do. Sean, what words of advice would you give your 21-year-old self? Enjoy yourself when you can, because you don't know what's around the corner. And I've had a fair run of it, so I'm happy. Amy, I'll ask you the same question. Oh, well, I'm only 25, like so. <laughs> <laughs> just obviously the same. Enjoy yourself when you're young. Not that I'm well old, like, but um, just go and see the world and just enjoy yourself. And do you see yourself staying in the family business, Amy? Oh, I love, I love working here. That's what people say. Would you ever go back to the shop? And I was like. Yeah, I love the shop, but it's a completely different ballgame. Just be able to sit and have the crack with your customers, it's just great. And was this something that you always wanted to do, or had you hopes and ambitions to do other things when you were at school? Well, um, I wanted to be a nurse when I was at school, so that's very, very different. But um, no, I love it here now, yeah. And obviously, um, working in the pub, like I, it was never something I wanted to do. But obviously with COVID, I was like, you know what, I'll give it a chance. And I love it. Sean, can I ask you, what is the best lesson that you've learned in business? Oh, Jesus. Um, just keep trying your best. You can't keep everybody happy all of the time, but tomorrow's another day. And I think if you can keep your staff happy and, they're, and it's a nice place and a good vibe, then it's up to the person coming in the day, coming in the door to enjoy it or not, you know. Amy, same question to yourself. Um, you probably just have to keep up with new trends and that kind of thing. Um, obviously, back in the day, it was like an older crowd, but we've started to get the newer crowd, obviously, with the cocktail bar, shop promotions and stuff. But you just have to try and keep the balance between older and younger. You don't want it all the time, DJ and shots and that kind of thing. So you just have to try and keep like a happy medium between the older and the younger customers. And is your father a good boss? Well, I could have worse, as I said, but no, he's 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 sound. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Doohan and Sean Doohan, thanks for taking the time to talk to us on Business Matters. Thank you very much, everybody. Well, that's it for this edition of Business Matters. Thanks to my guests, Councillor Anthony Malloy, Brendan Bradish O'Donnell, and Sean and Amy Doohan. Thanks to Canis Wilson on sound, and thanks to you for listening. If you'd like to get in touch with the programme, drop an email to businessmatters at highlandradio.com. Business Matters, in association with the ATU Donegal Faculty of Business. If you have an undergrad in any discipline and would like to reinforce it with a Master's in Business, ATU are offering their Master's in Business Management Conversion Program. Call 9186206 or email donald.hannigan at atu.ie.